Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I am your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I'm going to walk alongside you and I'm going to connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. In this episode number 303, I've invited my friend, Molly Rhodes, on the show. I haven't seen prayer make much of a difference, so I just really was not super motivated. And I would say that um, just my prayers were very polite and just formal at best and just really few and far between. So God really did just kind of blow the lid off of the box that I had him in regarding prayer and just gave me this fresh perspective of going to him and communing with him and this privilege to um, pray as God's daughter. There's no shame or condemnation there. It's rather than looking at it as it's all about obedience, it's really about an invitation to join in what God is doing, to join in bringing His kingdom come down here on earth as it is in heaven. I mean, He tells us to pray like that. So let's let's do it. My hope with this episode is that Molly's testimony would fan the flame of your faith, that you, mom, wherever you are, would be reminded that the God who created the universe calls you His daughter. Through the death and the resurrection of His Son, you have been brought into the family. You have been equipped with God in you through the Holy Spirit to do work right where you are. Just like Molly's story of her interaction with the AT&T sales lady that came to her door, there are appointments all around you, and it is not to feel burdened by, but to be inspired and filled with purpose in a time when it can feel really discouraging because you have not been given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power. That spirit, capital S spirit of power, love and self-control that you can be the people who bring Christ to those around us who are desperate for hope. All right, let's get right to it. Here we go. Molly, Welcome to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I'm so happy to be on, Heather. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, Okay, friend. So y'all know, sometimes I have authors, mentors, and then I have friends that walk alongside me in my real life. And I've had on one of Molly and my mutual friends, Kelsey, on the show, and she talked about listening to the Lord. And when I was thinking about, because y'all wanted more on the topic, I thought, oh, I want to have Molly on the show. Molly is a mom to three boys, and uh, her boys are at school with my boys. And we have walked this journey of learning these prayer tools together. And I've just watched you, Molly, blossom and take hold and be used by God. And so I would love to have you share kind of that transformation in your prayer life, how you've learned more about the Holy Spirit and what's available. And so let's just get right into it. So tell us, like, what do you feel like your life was like before learning a lot of these prayer tools? I love this. Thank you. Thank you for those kind words, too. I just would say that if you had told me five years ago that I was going to be on your podcast talking about prayer, I mean, I might have spent my coffee out here. So the Lord has truly just taken me on a journey with him over the last two plus years. So thank you just for an opportunity to just give him glory and just testify. I would just say that 
before, um, my prayer life just seemed super lame to me. I mean, I probably wouldn't have said this out loud, but I mean, why, why pray if God knows what's going to happen anyway? And to me, prayer was just so boring. I like to move around. I'm an active person and prayer just seemed like a time suck if I'm being brutally honest. No, no. So yeah, yeah, I just, I, I hadn't seen prayer make much of a difference. So I just really was not super motivated. And I would say that um, just my prayers were very polite and just formal at best and just really few and far between. So God really did just kind of blow the lid off of the box that I had him in regarding prayer and just gave me this fresh perspective of going to him and communing with him. So uh, my time with him really shifted. I would spend time with the Lord in the mornings, but it wasn't about like filling in, you know, that my answer key perfectly to a Bible study I was doing. It was maybe like sitting before the Lord and just asking him, God, what do you want me to pray? How do you want me to pray for people? You know, show me your wisdom or just show me who I am in Christ. And just rather than seeing prayer as this command that I've got to do without ceasing, which is just a little bit intimidating, you know, especially as a mama of three boys who don't want to sit still either. I just started to see it as this right and this privilege to um, pray as God's daughter. So who, who was it like who in your life kind of introduced a different way? Cause I think that a lot of moms are nodding on the, like this, what's the point? It feels boring. I don't have time for this. Like <laughs> not what is it good for, but, or, I only use it when it's real extreme. Like oh, you and I absolutely. both know my friend episode a hundred uh, was your mutual friend who had mm. cancer and we've walked through so many different moms of friends of ours that have walked through hard things. And so that's, oh yeah, that's when we pray. Right. Mm. So who like opened this box for you? <laughs> it's a great question. And it's amazing you even say that because honestly, and I've said this before, and this is hard to admit on a podcast, but I just, I don't even remember praying bold prayers for Jen's healing. I just don't think I had that perspective that the Lord is near and that he wants to answer prayers or that he is good. I mean, I just think that it has been such a shift since then. And I don't have any shame over that, but I am just saddened that the Lord um, wasn't that to me during that time in my life. So um, I would say that it really did shift for me when I met this mom, mutual friend, and um, just the way that she would talk about her intimacy and relationship with the Lord, it totally challenged me. I mean, it's like she would have a friendship with the Lord and she would talk about hearing from him and just experiencing his love. And quite honestly, I just didn't have a grid for it. And I certainly didn't think it was possible for this JV Christian to have anything compared to what she had. So, but ultimately I I was curious and I was hungry. And I told God, I said, if there is more to your presence and your affection and your intimacy, I want it. And she ended up praying for me one night and she prayed that I would just have new eyes for God's plans and his purposes for me. And she prayed over my identity. She prayed that I would just be awakened to his nearness in my life. And the next day I would say I woke up and I just saw my son differently. Um, He had had molluscum and eczema all over his body. 
for over a year. We tried doctors and medicines and all that. But when I saw him, I thought, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'll just put my hand on him, kind of with trepidation. I never put my hand You're on like, somebody to pray. Let's give this a shot. Let's give this. Oh a yeah, shot. yeah. I, I'm gonna do what she did. Yeah. And I put my hand on him, and I just prayed a real simple prayer: just heal him. And you know, I continued to wrestle with the Lord. Like, is this for real? Are you near? Do you care? I mean, this is just, this is, I know this sounds like, well, were you a Christian? But yeah, I just, you're an investigator. I remember you, you were like, Heather, what books have you read on the Holy Spirit? Cause we would have occasional conversations, yes. you know, at carpool or whatever. And yes. you sent me a picture of your stack of books. And I was like, <laughs> Molly, you have read oh, yeah. way more than I have ever read on the Holy Spirit. Yes. I oh, think my that goodness. the knowledge you were, you were inquisitive. You were like, is yes. this for real? And I think you were getting opposing messages from yes. the pulpit and you were like, this is confusing me, which confusion is not of the Lord. So That's if right. you are listening right now and you're like, Molly just talked about praying healing over her son. You're like, That's confusing. You know, I think God doesn't intend to be confusing and possibly the enemy tries to convince us of one way. And we read the Bible. I remember reading, you said new eyes, you saw your son. For me, after I was prayed, it was like, I, I read the gospels differently. Oh my gosh. It you're was like, like, <laughs> you're like going oh, from yeah. not having glasses to putting glasses on my eyes. And I could see, I saw words in the Bible so differently. It truly was like an awakening. That's the best word I could yeah. use to and describe like, it. And we're like, we've been believers. We've been going to church. Yes. Yes. Where have I missed this? Yeah. And the reason I'm having this conversation on the podcast is this is not some special thing that just Molly and I have experienced and we should just keep it to ourselves because we're super Christians. No, this is like every believer, particularly in 2020 needs this flame, this flame fanned and so tell, okay, so let's go back to your story. So you yeah, see your son differently. You pray this simple prayer. Yeah. Four days later, I'm journaling to the Lord. And I said, Lord, if this is all real, make my life a miracle. He comes downstairs and I'm not looking for him to be healed. I'm, I mean, I forgot I even prayed that prayer. <laughs> it wasn't a big deal, Yeah. but he comes downstairs and I look at his arms and it made me gasp. I took a you know, big breath. And I go, oh, Tether, you know, what, what's going on with your arms and your legs? Oh my goodness. Where, where's the molluscum? Where's the eczema on your body? I look at my husband and I was like, Thomas, you've got to see this. I, I don't, I feel like we've just seen a miracle. And he was dumbfounded and just said, I feel like we have too. And Heather, I mean, is this not the Lord's just kindness in every which way? About an hour later, I mean, I'm kind of shaken up on this because I have never experienced anything like this. This dove comes and sits on my fence line and it is two feet away from my window. And it just walks up and down the fence line for about 15 minutes. And it would go up to my window as though it was trying to bust through and it would flap its wing violently against the window and it'd go back to the fence line. And it would go up to the window, flap its wings and go back to the fence line. And I just remember, again, I didn't have a grid for this, but I thought, Lord, you are bigger than I thought you were. You're bigger than I thought you were. And show me more. I mean, show me more of who you are, of who your character is. I want to know you. I want to know you more. So mm. 
if you aren't having Holy Spirit goosebumps, <laughs> come on, Molly. Okay, moms, have you ever had those weeks where you just can't come up with another plan for dinners? Like you're just, your brain has no space for that. Well, I want to help you out. One option I use in my mix of what's for dinner is prep dish. And what I love is that I get the email on Friday and I can pick and choose what matches our family. I can adjust it. I'm going and buying the groceries, but she's doing the work of deciding for me what is for dinner? What kind of variety and healthy options? Because if I go to my defaults, it's not going to be healthy. You know what I mean? So if the great news is, is also in her little plan, she has the shopping list, like I mentioned, but she also has prep instructions. If you're a mom who has really full weeks, but maybe more open weekends, you could prep the meals on the weekend so that they're ready to go during the week. And it takes away even more of that thinking about your dinner plans. If you want to check it out, I have a deal for you. Allison, who started the company, is going to offer y'all a free two-week trial. You can try it out, see if it's a fit for your family. It's prepdish.com slash DMA. It's particularly as we're heading into holidays and things are getting crazier and you're going to have more events maybe in the evenings, uh, or you just don't want to have to think. You're going to want to try out Preptish. Go to preptish.com slash DMA. Let me know if you do. And I hope it helps simplify your life. All right, let's get back to the show. I'm reading the book Educated. Have you read this? No. It's on my nightstand. Add to your stack. That's right. I'm, I'm in the reading it's fiction. It's kind of, well, it's not fiction. This is a memoir, but she grew up in a, a very, um, a Mormon home and they, the, some of the language can be tricky for me because they do strongly believe in healing to the point that they don't go to doctors and they don't mm-hmm. pursue mm-hmm. medical mm-hmm. help. And so I want to clarify, that is not what we're talking about, that we just say, oh, we don't need doctors. This <laughs> story was about God knowing Mm. Molly, God knowing what mattered to Molly, Molly taking a a step, a a mustard seed size Mm. faith to say, heal him and God doing something that she would notice. Now, I think that's what this is about. And like Max Lucado said in the previous episode, we ask, Mm -hmm. we ask and we leave it up to God because he is the authority and he gives us authority, but this isn't like a genie in a bottle situation. Thank you for saying that. Cause you're right. I think this conversations like this can get confusing and mm-hmm. it can also, I'm just, just acknowledging that there are plenty of stories out there where you yeah. prayed for the miracle and you didn't see it happen. And that is heartbreaking and that is sad and that is hard. And I would say that God grieves with you. Yeah. But he did in this case. <laughs> That's right. He did. And I'm telling you, I needed that to open my eyes to who God says that I am, because I think that's what shifted just in all of this. I, I knew God's word. I knew I could articulate the gospel. I knew Jesus loved me. This I know. I knew I was a sinner saved by grace. And I would just say I had the sinner thing pat, down pat, mm. but I really didn't believe that I was a saint. Wow. 
And I liken it to imagine, okay, when um, a mom first finds out that they're pregnant, you know, some moms just instantly knew that they were a mom and they felt like a mom and they kind of owned it, you know, or like you first laid eyes on your child, your newborn son in the hospital. I mean, that was just not my story. Mm. I came home um, with my son you know, it was the first time I had to take him to his first doctor's appointment and I got the diaper bag ready. I mean, the blessed diaper bag. I mean, <laughs> got the diaper bag all ready. Well, and aren't, I mean, you're, you're a planner. Aren't you a planner? Like you would probably have all the things in yeah. there, right? Yeah. Well, kind of. Okay. Of. Okay. I mean, nah, I kind of throw things in the bag. <laughs> and, um, but I'll tell you what, guess what wasn't in my diaper bag? Oh no. Diapers. Okay. Okay. So and, maybe and not let me tell planner. you why. Yeah. Maybe not a later. Let me tell you why I didn't pack diapers. It wasn't that I forgot. It was that I knew the pediatrician would provide the diapers at the appointment. Mm. I literally thought, "What's well, the children's doctor's office? <laughs> they will provide the diapers." So I was backing out of the driveway, and I had this realization. I just realized, "Oh my gosh, I'm it. I'm the mom." If my son has a blowout, I am the rescue plan. And so it's just this, this, it's the same as this identity crisis that I was taking before the Lord. I knew, I certainly knew that the Bible says, you know, I'm a co-heir of Christ. I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm no longer a slave, but his friend. But I realized that it was on me to step out into my identity in Christ, regardless of how I felt. Yeah. Just because I didn't feel confident and bold in my identity and my authority, it doesn't change the fact that I am the daughter of a king. So I think that this is what was so powerful for me in my prayer life is just this posture of knowing who I was in the Lord to a posture of believing who he says that I am. Yeah. Man. Y'all sit in that for a second. You know, are you believing? Are you believing? Because we can know and we can read all those books. <laughs> I mean, that's what it was for me is I'm reading this book about the Holy Spirit and I'm like, I'm not experiencing this. Why? Why? And all good things. I mean, all good things. I, you know, I really elevated podcasts, great podcasts like this one, podcasts and books and, but, and like, even like over processing, you know, with friends, but Mm. I really, prayer was just not at the top of my list. It didn't come before anything else. And so what happened here is I realized, you know, I think that there's more to this prayer thing than I ever knew. So how did you get equipped? I mean, was it the Novo stuff that you and I did or was it just doing, what do you think? Good question. I think really, um, I think stepping out in it. I mean, you want to know how to pray? Well, go pray. Yeah. Y'all, that's one of the things I, I see in Molly is she's talking about how she, had this before prayer life. And I will tell you, (laughs) Molly, once you grasp who you are and this identity, what I saw in you and what I wanted you to share with the guy listening is a mom who saw her life as ministry. And you saw the people that walked in and out of your life as people to minister to. And you mom, who was listening to this, you may be scrolling through Instagram thinking I'll never have that kind of platform or do I have value? Do I have worth? Is God using me if I don't write a book or have a podcast or do a non-for-profit? Like 
God, what are, what am I doing? And you're trying to, the enemy has you under a lie that, that there's not a value or purpose, um, for you unless you have those things. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it would be good to have Molly come on and just share not to, this isn't a bragging about Molly, but a more of an inspiration of what is available to us. I told Molly, I was reading second Timothy today and chapter one, and it's Paul writing to Timothy, encouraging him. And I feel like that's what Molly and I want to do to you is to help fan the flame of your faith. He says, fan the flame, the gift of God, which Mm. is that he gave us a spirit, not a fear. So you have this Holy Spirit, capital S spirit in you that gives you power, love, self-control, right where you are, all of this motivated by love, empowered by the spirit, not for us. It's not about us. No, (laughs) that's the self-control part. It is all about bringing God glory. And so tell us some of these stories of how God used you. Well, I love that you said that because I mean, when you introduced me and you said, you know, sometimes I have the Max Licatos and Christine Canes on my show. And sometimes I have, you know, a friend (laughs) that is, that is who I am. And so Um, I think what the Lord has just shown me is that there are opportunities all around me. And I just, my eyes were just opened. I think because my identity in Christ shifted, I could then see other people's value and other people's identity differently. Hmm. So when the AT&T girl comes knocking on my door, I don't see her as, I mean, a little bit of a nuisance in the middle of my day. I see it as an opportunity. I see it as God saying, Hey, you know, how can you pour into somebody that is my daughter? Mm. So um, I did have this girl come up to my door and she's given me her spiel. And I mean, all I could do like is wanting you to Lord. sign up, wanting you to yes, sign up. Right? Yes, Not like a repair uh-huh. person. Okay. Oh yeah. 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 No. And I just was like, Lord, show me, show me how to kind of, how do I love on her? How do I um, just pour into this girl? And uh, he gave me nothing. And then, um, you know, I kindly just, you know, said, thank you so much. I know it takes so much courage to go door to door. Um, and I look down and there I see she has a boot on her foot and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I didn't notice your boot. Do you mind if I pray for you? And she lifted up her arms in just kind of relief and just said, Oh yes. And there was something in me when that happened. And I thought, Hey, do you want to come in for a second and, um, just talk? And so I brought her in and we had this most amazing 45 minute conversation and I shared my story and I shared the gospel. Um, and she shared a little bit of her story and there are so many amazing God only parts to this entire story, but little did I know that the second before she knocked on my door, she was crying in her car. She had written a suicide note the night before. Oh my gosh. And she was sitting in her car and she was crying out to the Lord. And she said, God, make my life make sense. Make my life make sense. And then she goes up to my door. And so, of course, I had no idea what was happening in her life before that. But I am so thankful that God showed me and gave me an opportunity to just step up and say, can I pray for you? And he did the rest. And we're actually great friends. We've been friends for a year and a half. And 
I mentor and disciple her, which I mean, that doesn't happen with everybody. You know, I could not do that, (laughs) but it truly is just such a beautiful story of God knows Bailey's heart. He knows what she needs and he is willing to send his children to, to love on her and to spread his love and to spread the gospel and to tell them who they are in Christ. So as part of my mom journey and what I've walked through, some of you have heard some of this in other episodes, but I had some anxiety attacks after the birth of my fourth son. And this was before I really um, uncovered a lot of what the Holy Spirit was doing in my life. But I ended up seeing a professional counselor. And honestly, I, I fully believe that God is so amazing to use the professionals and the ministers in our life in connection with his Holy Spirit to bring us to a freedom that we can really be moving forward to be used by him. And if you're someone who is looking for professional counseling, but it's tricky for you because of finances or you have children or you can't leave your home, I'm going to connect you with a great option because I don't want anything to interfere with you getting the help that would move you forward to be used by God. And so this week's sponsor, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, is available. You can start communicating with someone in under 48 hours. It is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and there is financial aid available. They're also really committed to making great therapeutic matches. So if you want to change counselors, they make that easy to do. If you want to check it out, I have a great deal for you. As a Don't Mom Alone listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month if you go to betterhelp.com slash DMA. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, help.com slash DMA. You can get connected today and get the help that you need. I think that that story of amazing, amazing God is amazing. Yes, he is. The seeing people, I think because of 2020 and we're in this survival Mm -hmm. mode, I think we've forgotten to see people, even Mm -hmm. if we're only seeing half their face with a mask. Um, The burdens, because, you know, economically, this could be affecting someone. They were already on the brink Um, emotionally. There's so much stress added and I know I can be going that mode where I'm just like going and blowing and going through my list or doing my thing. And I don't see people. Um, there was a time when you may remember, cause I reached out to y'all cause I was freaked out. I was in my home working and mm-hmm. I smelled gas and then a fireman knocked on my door, said I needed to leave. Actually, I smelled the gas. I heard the drilling. I go out there and I'm like, where's the manager? I was totally a Karen. I was totally looking for the manager. Like, who gave you the right to drill in my house? They were drilling for a um, high-speed internet line. They hit the gas. And I see the guy in the white helmet or whatever it is. He's in charge. And he looks super stressed. And I start to get mad. And then I realize, remember our prayer tools mm-hmm. <laughs> to see people. And what God did was he changed me because he, he prompted me to pray for him. I said, do you mind if I pray for you? And I touched, I asked if I could touch his shoulder And I just took a second to ask God, what do you want me to say? And I prayed over this man what the words God kind of brought to my mind. And I went to my neighbor Pam's house with my cat and my computer. And (laughs) 
Um, it was, you know, and everything was fixed, but that was, I don't have no clue. I, he and I don't have a continued relationship, but it was in that moment that felt stressful and a fireman saying that my house might blow up and me getting mad that they were even there shifted me. God did something in me. And so being able to see people as people and (laughs) as image bearers of God may change our approach and to allow prayer to be a way that we engage others. It takes bravery. I mean, have there been times when you feel that prompt and you're like, no, no, thanks God. (laughs) Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, and, and I feel like the Lord sees that he knows that he knows like the desire of my heart is to love on his people. And I don't see it as, gosh, you really missed that opportunity. I see it as, okay, we'll try again next time. He loves me so much. There's no shame or condemnation there. It's rather than looking at it as it's all about obedience. It's really about an invitation to Mm -hmm. join in what God is doing, to Mm -hmm. join in bringing his kingdom come down here on earth as it is in heaven. I mean, he tells us to pray like that. So let's, let's do it. Well, and if y'all are listening and you're like, I'm an introvert, there's no way I'm going to do that. Tell them the story of like even praying over your space in your home. I feel like that's Mm -hmm. a tool that they could use today. Oh, absolutely. Whether it be with, with my children and praying over their room or praying over them while they're asleep. Let me tell you, (laughs) You know, your pride, you can just put your pride aside. If somebody's asleep and you pray for them, you got nothing to lose. Right. And so, but it's just a beautiful thing to just put your hands on your kids and just pray just his blessing over them to, to declare who they are in Christ Jesus. And you know, I mean, just to speak to all the mamas out there, you are anointed and appointed to be this child's mother. I just want to bless you that no one knows and sees your children as you do. So it really is an invitation to pray over them and to ask God just for the unlimited resources of heaven to help you parent your children. What would a blessing sound like? Give them an example. Like, let's say you have your hand on Jackson and you're praying over him. So I might say, Jackson, I bless you in the name of Jesus to know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made that God loves you and he sees you and may you walk in his kindness and his faithfulness all of your days. And it's a posture of declaration. It's telling them who they are in Christ. Again, it goes back to the identity. They don't feel like it and they've got enough darts coming at them all day long, but I want to speak life and blessing into my kids because that, that was the game changer for me. And we've got to do it over and over and over again. So I can only imagine these kids going through their day by day. They need it. They need to know just how much the father loves them. And you can pray over spaces, like we were saying, like a room in your house. You can just (laughs) pray out loud over a space. What would that look like? Oh, so I've got a really cool story. So one time, you know, I realized my, our house was old. We've been living in it for 15 years. Hadn't done a ton of work, just kind of band-aids throughout the years. Never knew long-term what we were going to do with it. But I just realized I am hating on my house. Yeah. I am just cursing it with every little nook and cranny that everything going wrong or any chip paint. I mean, and there was a lot. I just, I was not happy in my home. 
And so one day I was like, well, by golly, I am going to play some worship music and I am just going to, instead of having this posture of just kind of this victim over my home, I'm going to go to him with a posture of praise and I want to bless my home. So I just was blessing my home with peace and blessing my home with joy and blessing my home with provision and blessing my home with faith. And as I'm sitting there and I'm playing the worship music and I'm the only one in the house, <laughs> my husband calls and I decline. Um, not important. I think, okay, I'll, I'll get back to him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sends me a text in all caps, please call. Oh. I continue. I mean, I continue just, you know, doing my, doing my prayer thing. And I literally, I'm like, in Jesus name, I pray amen. And I give him a call and he goes, Molly. I'm done with our house. I'm sick of this. I've called a contractor. Are you going to be over at the house in two hours? I would need a contractor to come over and help us figure out what we're going to do with our home. This is our space. This is our home. I want to take care of it. And it's time. Wowzers. I mean, I want to be clear. I was not praying for a newly remodeled home. Right. This was not, no. Mm -hmm. No. No. So this was just about me just realizing this is the place and space that God has given me. And I want to pray blessings over this property and over our family and over just this space, because this is a blessing from the Lord. And I do want to steward it well and take good care of it. And I didn't have any outcome of a newly remodeled home, which we ended up doing like that very day. I mean, that's the contractor that we use four months later, it's done and we're moved back in all these things just lined up really beautifully. I couldn't believe it. Right before the quarantine. Right before the quarantine. I mean, it just was amazing. (laughs) But it was, it was a, I mean, I feel that we've been in our home 17 years. I feel Mm -hmm. that like discontent, Mm -hmm. which just is a spirit of discontent in our home. Um, Just a grumpiness. And to, if anything, like I said before, if it's a change in our heart, not, expecting the outcome or it's different. I think that some people are like, Oh, well that's prosperity gospel. No, mm-hmm. that wasn't what Molly was doing. That wasn't, she wasn't saying, give me a four bedroom house or, a, right. you know, a mansion no. in Highland park. This was like, change my heart to use this space mm. you've given me for your glory. And that's different. That's different posture. And, yes. um, that's, he honors that's inspiring. That. He honors. Yeah. Yeah. That's inspiring. I maybe I need to have a house party, praise party. Well, I will come. No, no, so you're, you can come. I'm just picturing like this worship music blaring and just this time of praise and gratitude. And as we're yes. heading into Thanksgiving, you know, what areas of our life do we need to lean into? Whether it's our marriages, our jobs, um, our kids. I mean, there are times when we can say, "Why didn't you give me a different?" kid or um, Mm. this is really hard with my kid and I'm tired of getting the teacher calls and or Mm -hmm. maybe it's um, I really do want to go back to work but I know that's not an option for our family or maybe I want to come home and I know that's not an option for our family like where are we having this discontent that we could surrender that and offer up a song of praise and thanksgiving that's right. And, and scripture says that our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Right. It's not against our family members. It's not against somebody on the other side of the aisle. It's against the authorities, the powers of the dark world, against the evil spiritual forces. And so um, we do have just this enemy that wants to breed that discontentment, to breed hatred, to breed anger. 
And truly it is, God is the greatest unifier. He is the unifier of all. And so I just, we just want to walk out in that, in that unity that he calls us to, to love and to serve and to care for his people. They're all around us. Yeah. And right now I think what I love is this tool of blessing um, is so helpful when I'm with friends who are walking through hard times, Mm -hmm. you know, that instead of just, I don't know, talking back or giving my two cents on what I think they should do. If I can say, Hey, can I pray over you or pray a blessing over you? It takes it out of my hands and my limited knowledge and ability to help. And it hands it over to God that I can be a good friend and that I partner with her to, to give it to God. So, yeah, you know, for, for anybody that struggles with control, anybody out there, <laughs> any people in the back? Nope. Nobody here. Uh, nope. <laughs> I mean, you know, they talk about prayer being this form of surrender and it is, so I'm not trying to put it in a box, but like you said, we have power and authority as believers in Jesus Christ to carry a message and to carry his truth and and promises over people. So Mm -hmm. that to me is, I mean, the ultimate form of not, not control as though I'm controlling the Lord. It is God is the greatest source of blessing. He is the source of blessing. Yeah. But I have an opportunity as, as you said, to actually pray and to do something, it kind of, it does feel like I'm doing something because that's all I've got. <laughs> so it's, this, it's, it's an interesting dichotomy of humility and knowing my place before the Lord, but also knowing the plans and purposes that he has over me to share his love, to share his peace, to share what he has in store for me. Mm. So good. Molly, thanks for being with us today. Oh my goodness. You you believe it's over already? We did it. We did it. We did it. Yay. (laughs) This is amazing. I mean, it really is so fun. Walking with the Lord like this, it is so fun. He God is fun. Yeah. You you start to be like, oh, is this a chance, God, that I could bless someone? (laughs) You know, like you get excited. Show off, God. Do something. That's right. And when it doesn't happen, or you know, I mean, I think. Some people think that, you know, in prayer that we should always expect nothing. And that's kind of where I was, you know, mm-hmm. and then some people might think, oh, well, you can always expect everything. Like there's mm-hmm. always a healing. There's always a miracle. But the posture that I come at is you can always expect something mm-hmm. because God is always doing something with these prayers. He gives us something every time, whether it be a miracle or whether it be a love and compassion that we didn't have for that other person, that's a gift. Like I mentioned multiple times in this episode, God is so kind to gently reveal the fullness of himself to us. I think if we really felt all that was capable through his spirit, I think we'd be overwhelmed. And so he's gently revealing that to us. I remember being in a coffee shop sitting with my friend Francie Winslow when she kind of opened a file folder in my mind that this kind of connection with him was possible. And then I was with another friend and another experience and slowly God just brought me a little bit closer to him. And my hope is that through these episodes, the one with Kelsey where we talk about listening to the Lord and then this one with Molly that perhaps God is wooing you 
to deeper intimacy with him, to really trust his heart for you, that he sees you like the dove against the window, that there's intimate ways he can communicate to you to let you know that he loves you and he cares, but it's getting our eyes up and off our phones. It's connecting with him. It's being intentional to choose him when there's a lot of easier coping ways to deal with these times. So I'm going to pray a blessing over us. I'm going to pray a blessing over this episode that it would reach the the gal that it needs to reach. Um, So here we go. I bless you with a spirit of discernment that your eyes would be open to the power of God all around you, that God would reveal to you right now your identity as a daughter of the King. He would reveal to you the authority that you have right where you are to speak life into your home, to speak blessing over your family, to be one who brings hope, healing to those around you who are desperate for a word. I pray a blessing of empowerment. I pray against a spirit of fear. I pray for love to grow in your heart and expand so that it's overflowing and it is not effortful, but effortless to love those who are hard to love around you. In Jesus' name, the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. Okay, if you guys have any questions ever about things that we share or you want to know more, uh, you, you know how you can reach me. Um, you can always get my weekly email. You, so many of you get that email and you'll email me back. That's a great way. You're right in my inbox. Uh, if you want to sign up for those, you just go to Ola Heather, H for Ola, like Heather, OlaHeather.com. And you can sign up. And every week you're going to get uh, a link to this episode or the next Monday's episode. You're going to get answers to questions that I get on Instagram. I usually post um, at least one question and the answer that I give in connection to resources and people to help with it. And then what I'm loving usually have like three or four things that I'm sharing that I really love. So if you want to connect with me there, um, go to olaheather.com. And next week, I'm going to be back here with an interview with Lisa Turkers. See you here. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to don'tmomalone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news, the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us, moms, that's superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, While you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, God promises to be just as present with you as when you're worshiping in a church pew. As it says in Zephaniah 317, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now that's good news. Have a great day.